Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Today we're going to talk about joy. Everybody say joy. Come Now say it like you mean it. Say joy. There you go. That sounded a little bit more joyful. And uh, today I get to share uh, with Marcy Jones, the one and only. Can we give her a hand real quick? How many of you know God loved us so much here in Idaho that he brought this beautiful woman from the Bahamas to come be a part of our family? And uh, it's just so much fun to see what God does when he builds his church. And, and we get to be here today together. Marcy and I have been prepping for this for a little bit of time. And uh, we're just excited to get to share God's word with you guys today. And really, in this moment and season of time that we're in, we're going to talk uh, more in-depthly about joy. But Marcy, um, we've got some stuff coming up this week that uh, we get to do together as a church. What are some of those things? Yes. We are celebrating Christmas Eve together. Come on. We've heard the announcement, but this is your reminder to get together with a few people, some friends, hopefully, and celebrate. Um, We're going to have a service that is being hosted online, so you can watch that. Eat some good food. Always eat good food. Come on, amen. Always, always eat good food and love the Lord. There you go. Um, And so there's candles outside (laughs) and then also glow stick. I would take a glow stick. Um, So (laughs) um, you can get that from the host desk out front, out back. Yeah, it's going to be an incredible time together um, with us just for Christmas Eve. Again, we want to encourage you to jump online with us. Uh, We've got some great worship that we're going to have together. And then Pastor Jason has just a really encouraging thought for us for Christmas Eve. So jump online with us. It'll be a great time. Um, And then next Sunday, a little reminder for everybody, we always take the last Sunday of the year off as a church family. There will be church online, so there'll be a service for you to be able to uh, connect with online. But we will not be gathering together here next Sunday. Um, And then the following Sunday on the 3rd, we will be back together as a church family in join some time together as we embark on 2021. Anybody excited to get into 2021? Okay, good. We got a few of us, yeah. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. In fact, today we're going to take a little journey into the space of joy, and uh, we're going to let God just come and really kind of settle our hearts in a word for us today. I really believe this is Marcy and I were preparing this week. I just really believe that God wants to make a deposit in you as we get ready to head into a new year. And Advent is really all about what Trey was talking about this morning, remembering what Jesus has done, but then also remembering the fact that Jesus is coming back again. And that's really what Advent points us to. We're thankful for the Christmas story. But what it points us to is the hope that we have as the body of Christ in the return of our Savior. And so today, we're going to take a look at this crazy word of joy. And we're going to decipher what the Word of God teaches us about joy and really what it has for us. Um, How many of you know 2020 has been a little crazy? For the rest of you that don't know that, let me get yeah, no. There you go. Um, 2020 has been a year that, that has, has created a unique opportunity for us uh, to really learn and grow in. And today we're going to talk about joy, and I think joy might be the best word that we could use in preparing for 2021. But 
in contemplating 2020. And some of you are giving me a very puzzled look on your faces, like, what year did you live in, Tim? And I just want to remind us this morning that joy is not based on the circumstances of our world. It's not based on what your bank account tells you. It's not based on how many Christmas presents you have under the tree. It's not based on really even how much fun you had this last year. Because for some of us, we experienced 2020, and it was really a difficult journey. Yeah, I think it has been a very, very challenging year. But I, I felt like the Lord, or even in this year, has been so kind. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not everyone's experience. I know that's not everyone's reality, but I think the Lord is kind. And, um, and so I felt like I really experienced the Lord's kindness. I really experienced... Even in the midst of all the things that were going on in the world, I felt like we were so gifted with um, just being together. Like, oh, obviously, Trey and I, we, it's just the two of us, and we're home all the time <laughs> together. And again, that, and, and that may seem like, a, oh, my gosh, I can't. But it was such a gift. Yeah. It's such a gift from the Lord to be yeah. together yeah. with I'm just like, if I get a job, like, outside of the house, what will I do? But anyway, it, it, it was a gift. I got to, co like, connect really with some yeah. really close friends at home. We talked for hours because we had time. Everyone was locked down. Yeah. And, and I felt like really grew in friendship with a lot of people. But, again, that was just such a gift or such an opportunity I felt like the Lord gave us in this time. Mm. Hard, challenging, yes, but still, if you look at the year, you can find those moments like, wow, the Lord was really kind in this to me and my family. So that's how I, my experience, I, how I would communicate 2020, like, oh, it's been a really, really yeah. challenging year, but a really good year. Yeah, you know, for each one of us, uh, we could sit and go around the room right now, and each one of us have had a different experience of the last nine months for us. And there's many of you that are joining us online and from around the world who have had a different experience as we go into this upcoming year and leaving 2020. And, and what we believe that God wants to do in us is to remind us of exactly what Marcy was just talking about here, of this kindness, this goodness of God in our lives. Our family has spent more time together this past nine months than we probably have in the years previous to that. And, and can I just say, that's been a gift. Some days it has not felt like a gift. Is anybody with me, parents? But if we really look back and we look at the connection that we've got to have, we've got to connect with some of our next-door neighbors that honestly, and I don't say this um, pridefully, I say it actually really embarrassed, I don't know that we would have connected with them if it wouldn't have been for COVID in the season that we're in. And God has given us some really amazing things in this time if we can stop and reflect on some of those things, and I love what Trey led us into worship this morning, where we took some time in worship to reflect about what God has done and is doing in our lives. And the reason that we can have joy, once again, is not because of our circumstances, but because of who God is and what He's done in our lives. And I want you to turn in your Bibles with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 2. It's a it's a passage of Scripture that we love to read this time of year because it has so much beauty to it. But it really leads us into our conversation on joy this morning. Here's what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, but the angel reassured them. This was the angel who, was, who had come and was making a declaration to the shepherds that were just out chilling in the field. They were just out doing life. And an angel of the Lord came to them, and the angel reassured them, do not be afraid. How many of you know that could be a word for right here and now for us? 
There's a lot of people that are experiencing fear, but what the word from heaven is, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. How many of you know that there is a proclamation that came from heaven for you and I, for all people, that good news has come? And good news came in a person, Marcy. Yeah, good news, obviously, I like, I love that the scripture doesn't say you know, happiness, happiness to the world, good vibes. That's a really important, like a really good one. Good vibes to the world. Yeah. He didn't, they, they didn't say that. It's a joy to the world and joy in the promise and the person of Jesus. Joy incarnate. That's, that's what the promise was for us to all people. Not just to me, not just to, yeah, I was going to say your grandma, but not just to us, but to everyone here. You know, as we contemplate and think about the reasons we have for joy in our life, it is anchored in a person. It's anchored in a person. And this was what heaven declared to us was that uh, a person had come who embodied the joy that many of us, and I would say all of us, are actually searching for in this life. And heaven made this declaration early on that Jesus was the embodiment of it, but Marcy, we see in other places in Scripture that the kingdom of God is actually built on some really powerful and simple things, but oftentimes we take them for granted in the journey of life, right? Yep. I, I really love Romans 14, 17, 19, and it talks about, they were having, obviously, backstory, they were having arguments, should we drink wine, should we eat this, should we do all these, kind of like, you know the things we argue about, you're drinking wine, I'm mad at you, or, you know, they were having this big debate, and Paul really said, listen, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we drink or eat, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what, that's what the kingdom is about. It, w- it wasn't about what we're eating, what we're doing, but it's a really about peace, joy, and goodness in the Holy Spirit. So meaning we have to have relationship with God because it's from the Holy Spirit. It's in the Holy Spirit. You know, as we, as we were talking about Romans chapter 14, uh, we hear the declaration of heaven coming in Luke chapter 2 that makes this bold declaration that good news is coming to all of humanity. And then here in Romans, it tells us that this is what the kingdom of God is built on. I want you to think about that. The very culture of heaven, the very essence of what the kingdom of God is about is this place of goodness, of peace and joy. And Marcy nailed it here in the Holy Spirit. It's about the relationship that we have with the Father. And it goes on to say, if you serve Christ with this attitude, what attitude? That of goodness, peace, and joy. If you serve Christ out of that place, you will please God and others will approve of you too. In other words, you'll get in great relationship with God. And here's another key for you and the people that are around you. When we learn to live out a place of goodness, peace, and joy in our life, not only does it benefit us in relationship with God, but it enriches our relationships with one another. And then it goes on to say, so then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. There's this reality that when we experience the culture of heaven, which was what was being declared by the angel to the shepherds, like this is the culture of heaven. 
There's good news coming in the person of Jesus Christ, and it's going to bring joy to your heart. And when you're a part of this kingdom, there's this, there's this culture that you'll be around of goodness and peace and joy. How many of you know that's good news to our world today? There's some of you that need to hear the word of the Lord to you today, no matter what 2020 was like, there is goodness and peace and joy for you to rest in right now in your life. Not something we're just hoping for for the future, but there's a joy that God has for you right here and now. And Marcy, we were talking um, as we were navigating kind of the waters of this, you had a verse out of Psalms that, that really struck me that led into this amazing like definition of, of what joy really is. Will you share that with us this morning? Yeah, one of my favorite verses from Psalm is, you put more joy in my heart than they have when grain and new wine abound. That's what the Lord gives us. He's, give, he's given us more joy. And, and I was talking to a friend the other day that really a really close friend that helped me understand this reality. Because, you know, we, when we think definition of joy, what would you say? What would you say if I asked you, what is joy? What's the first thing anyone can shout out? What would, what's one thing you would say? Happiness. Happiness. Anything else? Come on, we got... Pardon? <laughs> video games. Yeah, we would say there is, yes, video games. When we think joy, we all automatically connect it with good feelings, right? Yeah. We automatically connect it with, oh, this person's very joyful. They're happy. But I think this is why it's so important for us to get this here. It's so different from happiness because situations aren't always happy. There, yeah. are, there aren't always reasons for us to feel so happy about life. Some of us are just natu naturally happy people. That's just like, I just, I. There's a reason why Marcy is helping me preach today because this is the are, epitome of joy right here. Temperamentally, we are very happy people. Yeah, and some on. of us are just like, Trey and I always use this example between the two of us. It's like, oh, I'm like so excited in the morning that life is happening. Life has started. <laughs> I can't believe I'm alive. And Trey is like, oh, wow. It's, Another day. And I'm not, and not in that way. But again, this is why, <laughs> this is oh, why the basis we come into the kingdom is joy and not happiness. Yeah. That's why, because temperamentally, some of us can be really good at, if we were to use that definition of joy, yeah. we can be really good at that just yeah. naturally. Yeah. So it, I feel like the biblical reason has to be very, so much deeper than this. Yeah. It can't just be, oh, I feel good today. This thing made me happy because there are so many situations that mm. don't do that. That's good. So then can you say like, oh, I'm happy, like I'm joyful yeah. if the situations are very, very like hard and challenging. Yeah. So Marcy, will you, you, you had a definition yeah. that um, I, I just thought was a perfect uh, picture of what yeah. joy is. Can you give that to us and then kind of... Yeah. Um, Open that up for us and, a little bit. Sorry, that's what I was going to say. This really helped me kind of, like I said, my friend gave me this definition to really help me understand what joy is actually supposed to look like in my life. And it's defined as contentment and satisfaction with God in all things and in all his dealings with us. So again, contentment and satisfaction with God. I'm satisfied, I'm content with God in all things. No matter what is happening, I'm satisfied and I'm content. So when we think contentment, the, the, when I looked at these, the definition is to satisfy the mind, to make quiet, so as to stop complaint and opposition. So the situation right now is really hard. It's really challenging. And I'm going to be content in God. My mind is going to be ease. I'm going to be at ease in my mind in this situation. And I have sufficiency in the Holy Spirit. It's, that's what contentment means. I have all that I need in God. 
Yeah, and so I, I think this would really help me when, when my friends, and I have the ability to assist other people. Mm. It's not only about me. It's like, yeah, I have this contentment. I am fulfilled. I am satisfied in God, and I can help you. It's not all about you. So we have the ability to do two of those things. And then satisfaction, I'm fulfilled in Christ. Mm. I know that this thing is going to be for my good. I'm mm. fulfilled in this situation. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You know, when we were talking, you, you had kind of, uh, when you, you might notice she got a little passionate there for a second. Um, she was preaching to me this week, and I was just reminded, I, I believe through a prompting of the Holy Spirit, that as we, we think about joy in our life, uh, that God wants to redefine that for us so that it is put through the filter of a kingdom mindset. And I really believe that this definition was an incredible view into the heart of God of what joy is really is. It's this place of contentment with him. It's this place of satisfaction with him in all that he's doing in our lives. And this is the reason why throughout Scripture, and we're going we're gonna to get to a, a video here in a second that's going to help us to see that, why all throughout Scripture God's people can have joy in difficult circumstances. God's people can have joy in, in situations that are really different. And Marcy, you shared with me um, a story about your friend. Yeah. Um, who um, journeyed through a really difficult space of life um, and really was an example to you of what joy looked like. Can you share with us her story? Because um, I think it will help us today be able to put our hands around what joy really looks like. Yeah, and I really, before I share this, I really want to tie in that thing of with God and all his dealings with us. Because I think sometimes we see situations and we're like, this can't be God. This can't be a God thing. And I think that's why it's so important for us to say, okay, I am satisfied and content with this thing, even though it's a different situation. It's a hard situation. It's challenge. I, I run from challenge. But I really feel like the Lord has good things for us in all of his dealings. And my friend, like Tim said, my friend, Lior, my dear friend, um, three years ago or a few years ago was diagnosed with, <laughs> um, you know, when you're sitting up there and you're like, I'm not going to cry about this. This is not. Anyway. And she was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer, a few years ago. And you're like, yeah, you know, when we hear cancer, it's, it's scary. But you're like, okay, there's chemotherapy. There's all the, there's success in this. She's going to get through this. She's a strong Christian woman. She can do this. And when she actually heard about it, she was like, you know, I'm going to celebrate. They really took up a position of celebration. I'm going to have the joy of the Lord that that was really their position. And I was like, yeah, that's good. You know, I think this, this is my side of the story. And she was like, and every time I talked to her, she was fine. And a few years later, she was diagnosed with an with a incurable but treatable cancer. So there's no cure for this cancer. And then I was like, oh, no. I when, when they sent the message, I was there crying. You know, like, why wouldn't you cry? I was like a mess. And I talked to her, and she was like, yeah, I don't want you to cry. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was actually so mad because I wanted to be sad. I wanted to be, I wanted to, like, have feelings about it. And I was like, are you human? Why are you not? You know, like, I was actually really, really mad at her because I wanted to know why aren't you being affected the way I want you to be affected by this? Because I want that response, right? This is terrible. This is, there's no cure for this. Why aren't you mad? And again, not that she didn't have pain. Not that she didn't experience like a lot with this. The position, I think the position helped her. At the very beginning, I'm going to have joy in the Lord. I'm going to be content and satisfied with God in all things and all his dealings with me. 
And I just couldn't understand that. I just couldn't move past it. I just couldn't. But the more she lived her life, and like one of the gifts I said was during COVID, we really connected. We talked so much. And in this time, it's not like someone who was just faking it, right? Like, yeah, we never really talked. We talked about our situation, but we never really talked about it because we always, she would ask me, oh, what are you doing? I always talk about dumb things like cleaning my house and all these things. She cared about those little things that I cared about in the midst of going through this most, like, the biggest thing you could probably go through. And, and uh, Leora went to be with the Lord um, two months ago. But I think the gift in this or the, the beauty in this is when, when she died, all of us were like, wow, I can't believe I, I couldn't believe I knew this person. I knew someone who could go through all this and still have the joy of the Lord, not woe is me, I, I can't believe the Lord did this, I can't, or I can't believe this thing is happening to me. And her husband sent me some journals, and I thought I was going to get the juice, right? Like, I was going to get all the, oh, she's, you know, like, all the stuff, like, I'm so mad at you, Lord. I thought I was going to get this. Guys, the husband sent me 15 pages of scripture from her journal. Come on. 15 pages. And one of the scriptures she, I, I, that really stuck out to me was 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. It says, God is able to make all grace, every favor and blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of need, have complete sufficiency. Again, these words, complete sufficiency in everything. Again, not denying the fact that this is horrible. My body's in pain. Those things weren't, she didn't deny those things. But this is what I'm doing. The Lord, I'm content. My mind is satisfied knowing that the Lord is going to do a work in me, a good work. And he did a good work. I, I, every time I think about her, I can't, it, it left such a, guys, I'm, every time I think like something happens in my body, I'm going to die. I'm that person. Like I have a headache, I'm going to die. No, ashtray. It's like, <laughs> but, but, my, but she really helped me to live in this place of, no, whatever, the, whatever comes, I'm going to be content and satisfied. Can we really say that in all of, in all of the dealings of, of God's dealings with us, can we say that I'm content, my mind is quiet, not that this comes right away. Yeah, this isn't like good. a, oh, really I, I have this thing that happened. Someone is not talking, like a big thing, I'm quiet. Yeah. No, this is a working out. This is a walking out. Yeah. You know, Marcy, when, when I think about Leora and her journey, um, and you and I were talking about this earlier, it ties back into what Dallas and Becky were teaching us last week out of John chapter 15. Um, Leora learned how to abide in Christ. She learned how in really difficult seasons in church. I just say, I would say to each one of us, we have some learning to do. We have some learning how to abide and really experience what Jesus said. And in John Chapter 15, verse 11, Jesus said these words after teaching us how to abide. Here's what he said. I have told you these things so that you would be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. What is the desire of Jesus for you today in your life? The desire is that you would experience and live in the joy that he lived in, the joy that we see modeled in Leora's life, the joy that many of us have had the privilege of being around other people who have walked through really difficult things, and it almost seems like they're ignoring the situation. But in reality, what they're doing is they actually have their eyes on something different than the pain of the moment. 
They have their hearts set on something that is different. They're abiding in the vine, and so therefore as they abide in the vine, they get to have the joy of Jesus in their life and not just the pain of the circumstances that they're in. Church, are you here with me today? We are going to need to learn how to tap into this place, the source of joy in our life, more and more in our journey of faith. And I love that we have examples like Leora. I love that we have examples around us of men and women of God who are learning how to lean into the joy. And this was the joy that the angel was proclaiming for all people. This is the joy that was promised to us in the person of Jesus Christ. It's not something that you attain today just because you have happy thoughts. It's something that we gain in our lives as we abide in Christ. And this is the beauty of the season that we're in, that we have a hope, a declaration from heaven, good news to Boise, Idaho, good news to the Messina family, good news is being proclaimed from heaven, and it's going to bring great joy into your life. I didn't say it's going to bring great happiness, and neither did the angel. But the angel promised us that there would be joy in the person of Jesus Christ. Why is there joy? Because we get to look beyond the moments of this life into the imminent return of our Savior and our King Jesus. Listen, he is coming back. And so it gives us joy in this journey. It gives us joy in this moment. I asked Marcy if she would just pray over us as a church family, and for those of you that are watching online, you as well, that she would just take a moment and pray this place of joy. This is, did you know that this was actually one of Jesus' prayer over us? He wanted our joy to be complete. He wanted us to experience the joy that him and the Father experienced together in relationship. And so I'm going to ask you to just join with us in prayer today. Just bow your heads. And, and I'm asking you to receive the gift of joy that comes in the person of Jesus today. And as Marcy prays over us, I believe that there's going to be something released into our hearts and lives as we look forward to the day of his return. As we look forward even to the difficult season that we're in, that we are walking in this in the joy of the Lord because it's something that he promised to us. Father, today we, we recognize and we say thank you for your goodness towards us. We say thank you for having such a, like you keep your word, you keep your promises that, in, that enter Jesus into darkness, into our darkness, enter the Savior. That would bring good news, that, would, that we would find all of our contentment and satisfaction in. Jesus, today we see you and we recognize you as Savior. We recognize and we, we, yeah, we understand that all, or even, or help us to understand that all things work together for our good because we love you. Help us to, to journey well, God. Help us to see, yeah, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have given us um, the fruit, like the fruit of being in relationship with you is joy. And I thank you for those moments that have have been used to develop and to grow us in the area of joy. May we be people that find great satisfaction in that. 
great contentment in that. You're a good God. And I say to, to people who are, um, yeah, just, yeah, don't really feel that joy today. That good news has come to you. The joy has come. To hearts that are heavy, joy has come to you. We receive your joy today, God. And I thank you that your joy is actually our strength. I thank you that you have given us everything that we need for life and for godliness. We have all that we need in Christ. And thank you, God, that you make all grace abound to us. In, in every situation, we can have grace. Our hearts make room for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.